0: watched the coronation last night or today yeah, a few of you if yeah, you we were catching up on it a little bit this morning and um pardon? oh awesome oh, me and Elena were just watching some of the uh, highlights this morning and and there's just this one part that sort of really stood out to me and uh, of, of the parts we we saw so you know king charles he 's all in his, in his robes and he 's got his uh headgear on, his crown on, and, and then they did this strange thing, and it had the king just robes, I don't know if you saw that part, and then, and then you go, oh, what's going on here, and then they, then they set up these screens, and then the king disappears behind the screens to be anointed with the holy oil, like, what's happening behind there, eh, um, You'll never know, and I'll never know either. But it was just like this uh, I don't know, during the worship time, thinking about how, you know, that, that was a really visual representation of being anointed with oil. Um, and I think it was speaking something of, um, you know, kind of like leaning into the Old Testament where the kings would get anointed with oil and, and so on. But then I, but almost during worship, I sort of felt that we get to be, each of us get to be invo- invited, um, uh, you know, into that secret place, uh, almost like one on one. With, with God, with the High King of Heaven, with the King of Kings, and, and to be anointed with holy oil. So there's this like amazing invitation. I'm like, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Um, also this also this sense, like it's really strong sense of uh, this being um, uh, a, like a new a new day or a new season. And it's very strange. I'm like, well, what's what's changed? New chairs, <laughs> yeah, new chairs. But but no, it's bigger. It's much bigger than that. It almost like feels like um, uh, we've had a we've had a period of time where it's um, yeah, there's been a lot a of, lot of disruption and things like that. But but almost maybe in the maybe in the spiritual spiritual sense, like moving into a into a new day and a new season. And I thought it was really timely having communion this morning, and that word it is finished. Yeah. So oh my goodness, thank you God. So Lord, I, I pray that that would be. Uh, we would understand more of that reality, Lord. Yes. That um, we're invited into this into this new season. Uh, the past is gone. Um, you take our You take our brokenness and you make something beautiful out of it, Lord. But we can lift up our eyes with hope towards what you're doing, Lord, in this new season. Pray, Lord, that you'd even fill our hearts this morning with the hope of what you're doing, Amen. Father, and where there's where there's. Uh, Things from from the past, over the last few years, or, or further back, which uh, which still um, I don't know, almost have the, almost have chains around us that those things would be broken off today. In your goodness, Lord, thank you for your invitation into your loving arms. Amen. All right, so uh, here we go. Um, I said I was getting myself organised before, and you know I didn't. I just... <laughs> now nah, here we go right to start with uh, i'm just going to uh, begin by uh, reading from 2 Corinthians 4 and then um, and then I want uh, to just talk a little bit about about the scripture it's an interesting sort of um be interesting sort of message there will be uh, a, a bit of Scripture and um, thinking, about, um, thinking about the God's Word to us. But also there'll be some introductions. We'll be talking about some practical things, finances, stuff like that. Uh, but also uh, God's, God's bigger picture, what I think is you know, God's bigger picture for us uh, as a church. So let's get into it. This is 2 Corinthians 4. Oh my goodness, talk about being unorganised. I'm not even on the right page in my Bible. Second Corinthians 4, page 1029. And my one, I don't know what it is in yours. Pardon? You're flipping. You're finding out the page. All right, so it says this. Therefore, since God in His mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. We reject all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the Word of God. We tell the truth before God, and all who are honest know this. If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing satan who is the god of this world has blinded the minds of those who don't believe they are unable to see the glorious light of the good news they don't understand this message about the glory of christ who is the exact likeness of god we'll keep going you see we don't go around preaching about ourselves we preach that jesus christ is lord And we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile uh, fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. I love this. I love this picture, eh, of, of the clay jars. I've got a picture of a clay jar, I think. There we go. He's a clay jar. Um, <coughs> and there's a description of how we uh, are like clay jars. And, and, and my, my sense is, uh, Paul's writing here is, is that we as individuals are, are, like, clay jar, are like clay jars, but, but also um, wonder if he's saying that like together together as, as a group of people as a church we are also like this this clay jar and and there's this clay jar we also contain we contain treasure and the treasure is, is Jesus Christ or is the, is the is the good news of Jesus Christ you know first um, 1 Corinthians 1227 he says all of you together are Christ's body so I, I study uh, I studied biology and um and our and our bodies are, are basically these amazingly sophisticated and complex uh, organised systems of, of cells and other bits and pieces, eh, hair and bones and, and organs. And um, but it's this organised system of, of cells and organs and and um, but it's all organised to contain to contain life, hey, within us. And and then. In, in uh, Second Corinthians, like Paul saying, but this is all like this, this clay, this clay vessel, and it's kind of like leaning back into the beginning of Genesis, where God created people from from the dirt, like this clay, this clay man, and He gives him a big hongi and breathes His life into him. But we're but we're like this, we're like these clay vessels, and we contain this great treasure of G, of, of Jesus Christ. And and churches, what are churches? Churches are organized systems of. Of a whole lot of people, so people that are organized systems of selves and whatnot, right? You, know, uh, you think of what you're made out of, but churches are organized systems of, of all of us together. Um, networks of people, and, and but we contain within all of us like this great treasure, this good treasure. You know, we contain in our. Uh, we talk about how we, you know two or three are gathered in the name of Jesus, then Jesus is in our midst, or you know he inhabits our praises, or uh, the light and the truth of God, the Spirit of God is, is sort of in our midst. We are the body of Christ. You know, we're we're called to be his hands and feet. That's a wild idea, isn't it? Christ is, is ascended in heaven and we're called to be his hands and his feet, you know, in this world. So I've been thinking about this sense of like the, the clay jar, right? The clay jar, the systems, and I think of I think of it as being the systems and structures that are the vessel for the treasure. And like so. Uh, for our bodies, you know, like they're uh, the pretty ordinary things that you often take too much notice of. Actually, just thinking about the king, um, it, it's interesting how with the, um, with the coronation, how a lot of the treasure's all on display, right? It's all outside. Did you, did you see the carriage covered in gold? Oh, my goodness. Who would like to have a carriage like that covered in gold, like hooning down um, Courtney Place? Or <laughs> well, apparently Michelle and Henry, they just call it the place, they, they go. <laughs> this is what Henry was saying the other day. Let's go down to the place. Okay. Anyway, sorry, Michelle and Henry, about that. But, um, but it's all, it's all on display, right? It's all on display. Hey, Henry, have you just, have you just been down at the place? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a big night, man. Um, you can have a coffee. But, but the sense of like, uh, but the what you know, Paul, uh, Paul's talking about is like. You know this humble clay jar, a humble clay jar, but within that is is the treasure, isn't it? So cool. Yeah, but these, you know, these these systems and structures, and some of them, um, you know, in some ways might be might be a little bit a little bit boring, or a little bit mundane. Um, but we, but we need what we need them. Yeah. We need these we need these things. So um, this morning I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the the systems and, and structures of of CV of this church, and I also get to introduce a few people to you. Um, so uh, here, here at CV, and this is really typical of, of Vineyard churches. Uh, you have a pastor. Um, in that case, that's, that's me. We we have our um, we have we have senior leaders, and, and some churches might think of those as being like your, your elders or a group of people that have um, um, almost they come together to uh, in terms of giving spiritual direction. For the church to pray for the church uh, and to provide some sort of uh, spiritual accountability and vision and things like that. They also have uh, this group of people that are called the board of trustees, and uh, and that's more to do with uh, with, with governance or, or compliance. Or someone was the other day was talking about it being making sure that we're legal, and making sure they're not break- breaking the law. Uh, or it might be, you know, making sure that we're we're spending money wisely, or, or things like that. So that's the uh, the board of uh, board of trustees. I want to some of these people, uh, all these people, actually, in, in a moment. And then also in this church, we we have we have staff, you know, uh, some people who are paid to do, uh, you know, some of some of this uh, some of the work. But but we're not we're not a church on our own. We're not an independent church. We're actually part of a of a family of churches or a movement of churches in New Zealand called the Vineyard. Churches, the Vineyard Churches of Aotearoa, New Zealand, um, and so it's almost like we, we we associate with each other because we like each other, <laughs> but we also come under that that, um, that authority of the Vineyard Churches in the nation, and um, and that movement of churches is uh, is headed up by a national director. So in our case, that's uh, Dave McGregor, who's based down in Christchurch, the pastor of of uh, Grace Vineyard Church down there. But that's not all. So there's a, there's a level also above that. There's the vineyard uh, churches in the world, uh, or vineyard, vineyard global. And so even just recently, the national directors, so including Dave and a bunch of others, they all, they all met, all these vineyard national directors, they met together in Portugal um, to discuss, you know, what's going on across the world. And then there's a then this group above that, right? <laughs> and there's a the, there's the, there's the vineyard global leadership team, uh, with with some leaders above that, and the leaders there are actually um, uh, John and Ellie Mumford, who some of you will know. They've been they've spoken here before. Love lovely people, um, full of full of wisdom and and grace and, uh, and 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 good jokes, and so we like them. And it's not it's not that, you know you kind of hear that and you're like oh this is like this real top down like you know, they're telling this person what to do and that telling telling that person what to do and it's like that sort of that worldly power structure but it's not like that at all. Instead all these systems is really, you know, servant leadership, like, like serving and, and providing, providing some sort of accountability and, and authority but mainly it's like there to serve the churches in the world. I, I think it's really helpful to know that we're not on our own but we're part of this bigger, bigger picture. And uh, and we're looking at finding ways that actually we can do more things with other vineyard churches. You know, like last week we had the, the follow conference for the intermediates here down at um, here down at CV on Saturday. Uh, there were people from Grace Vineyard who came down, people from uh, Corimaco and Palmerston North and Bay Vineyard and Napier, and I think some folks from, from Stratford that came down, and, and Hope, Hope Church, uh, which is not a vineyard church, but you know, they're, they're part of our wider church, you know, they're part of the church, right? The universal church, they're not the one true church, that's us. But anyway, that's um, <laughs> an awful, just joke, okay, okay, wipe that, uh, but from that, wipe, wipe that heresy out. We're trying to find ways of, of, being, of being together more and more, you know? Um, anyway, that, that was a beautiful on there, like that Saturday. I was just hearing some of the stories about the way that the Holy Spirit ministered to, um, to our young people. Amazing, just amazing. And I wonder if part of that is like the sense of, you know, how God blesses unity, like that, where we, where we come together in His name. So anyway, so that's a bit of our background. I want to introduce, uh, first of all, I'm going to introduce our staff, then our, our senior leaders, then our trustees. So um, Miranda and Zoe, can you stand up? Yep. So this, us three, uh, the staff, are uh, the staff team. We're all part-timers. Uh, Miranda is our, your, your official title was office manager, but you're like, you know, so you do so much. And, um, and Miranda's uh, works uh, eight hours a week and spends half of that um, time down here on Tuesdays here uh, where we meet together as a team. Uh, also uh, Zoe is our, our youth leader. Uh, you began at the beginning of 2020, and and have actually done such a terrific job of like um, of of generating a, an amazing um, youth youth uh, youth group. Um, you can take a seat. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to go through this quickly. Um, then also we've got our, our our senior leaders. So remember what I said before about it, sort of like an el- eldership team. Um, so I um, uh, I I'm sort of like submitted. Um, to our, our senior leaders, right? So, uh, if, if I go, if I make too many jokes about being the Run True Church, then at some at some point, hopefully, the senior leaders will go, James, uh, you got to stop saying that. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, um, you know, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not able to go off the rails. I'm not able to go a wall. Because because I'm submitted to uh, our senior leaders, and we, and we do as much as we can to, um, especially with the big decisions, to, to do that together collectively. And we meet together uh, once a month. Or we try at least to meet together once a month to pray for all of us, to listen to God, to seek to seek Him, and and to uh, you know, together uh, do uh, do this, you know, leading the church. So, senior leaders, I want to introduce uh, Tessa. She's probably out with Eli. Tessa, okay, she's done a run-up. That's my wife, Tessa, she's a senior leader. Um, Matt, and, uh, Matt and Natalia, can you go stand up? And, and also Michelle, can you stand up? Yep. So I, I want you all to know who uh, these guys are, because you know sometimes it might be hard to talk to me about something that, that's going on, but you uh, you can always go and talk to um, to these guys. To these guys. Uh, and so it might be something to do with you know you might have concerns about the church, or uh, you know there's there's issues that you're facing or whatever it is. Um, then then you don't have to you don't have to come to me. You can also go to go to all of us. Eh? Yep. Thank you. Um, and also, this, this morning is a really uh, a special Sunday because it's, the, um, it's actually the first time in a very, very long time that we've had all of our, all of our trustees together in the same room. As I said before about how our trustees, is, is sort of like to do with, with governance and uh, hel- uh, sort of like uh, health and safety and legality and things like that. So um, and we, we meet together uh, once, every, once every three months, but we're spread out across the country, so we, we usually meet together on Zoom. So I want to introduce this morning, in the room, in the room, our, our trustees. So I'm actually going to invite you, invite you each up. Um, we'll do this one at a, one at a time, eh? Um, Robin, uh, Robin Britton. So do you want to come up, Robin? <laughs> you come, up, come over here. Uh, so Robin Britton, was, he was part of, our, part of our church way back in the ancient history of, of the church. And now you live up in, in Tauranga. But yeah. do you want to talk, just share a little bit about your, uh, your connection with Capital um, Vineyard yeah. and, uh, and also, um,
1: you know, a bit about your family? And, yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> Look, I guess my, my involvement with the vineyard goes back about 30-odd years um, when I was living in, in the UK and uh, spent some time with uh, up, up at the um, Oxford Vineyard and uh, South West London Vineyard, which I know that Nick and, and, and Henry have been involved with. And um, at the time, 93, 94, um, the power of God was just really, really pumping. And I honestly thought we were going to see a Welsh revival. That was just so much. And and it was really hard to leave um, that setting. And and I returned back to New Zealand for a number of reasons. Um, And at the start of 1995, I got my dream job down here. It was just two doors down down from this building here, and uh, Matt Lily. rang up and he said, "Oh, you might want to check out this new church that just started, Martin and Chrissy um, Beatty." And I was just new to the new to the city, and um, so it was it was kind of good because I knew they had pre-meetings here, you know, um, on on Friday and working up there so Friday night we're finishing work there, we go across to the pub to have a habit have a dinner and then come across here to the yeah. to the pre-meeting. It was just this golden triangle thing. Yeah. I was just kind of like, <laughs> How good is this? And um but you know, um I remember coming along and walking in that door there and it just thinking, This is home. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to meet any of the people but it was something about the spirit of this place. And um it was so exciting. I've met my wife here. Yes. Um all good things and um you know, and, and, and the Spirit of God was just really, really here, and uh, we, we were here 93 to about 2002, seven years, uh, just the most fantastic uh, time of my life, um, and um, just just really so exciting to be a part of this body. And um, we've got four kids now, um, the youngest is uh, seven, our oldest one is 19, we live up in Papamoa um, when we left uh, end of 2002, and that's all going good here. Um, but, yeah, I've just been involved in, in this place as a trustee because I really, really believe in the place. And, and I, I must say, just coming in here, putting a finger on the pulse and say, yeah, this place has got it. <laughs> this place has got it, man. And, and you know, this is, this is you know, 20, 30 years down the track and, and I'm excited for this place. I really believe in this place. Um, I believe in the leadership. Um, and it's just, I was saying this like a scratched record. You've got something really precious here, you know, and, um, yeah, we're just really stoked to be here. Um, it's like a second home for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're so blessed to be in your company. And it's just great to see some new faces and meet some new people here. Uh, Stu and Wendy from South Africa. And that's the place. This is the place. I love the diversity here. Yeah. And just really got great hopes for this place. And so, yeah. That's it. Thank oh, awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks Robert. And, and thanks for coming all the way down. We just so value... Um, yeah, you're, you're coming down and, um, and being, I don't know, you're, you're amazing amazing wisdom and, um, and vision too. So thank you. Uh, the next trustee I want to introduce is Martin Beatty, who some of us call him Dad. <laughs> You've got to be on the in crowd to call him Dad. <laughs> do you want to come over here, Dad? Uh, this is sort of a strange question, but do you want to tell the people about your connection with, with Capital Vineyard? <laughs> Because there's lots of people here that might know you, not know you. Um, and also a bit about your family. There we go. <laughs>
2: it's
3: really put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I? was coming, though. know. Okay. 94. 94. Um, Chrissy and I had the privilege of going to a, an amazing event called at The Firefall in Anaheim. About 3,500 and, three and people there. And... Um, Somebody had booked us a ticket. We ended up, it's quite a story how we ended up back, back in the States because we'd, we'd lived there for three or four months in '92, wasn't it? '92 with our family. Anyway, what happened is I spent um, literally hours on the floor. Let's just put it that way. Uh, a very scary time. Uh, but one, on, one, on one occasion, I remember lying on the floor. I couldn't move, I could hardly breathe. And I said, to The Lord, you just continue doing what you're doing. It was pretty scary. It was like all the air was being sucked out of, out of my body, but I knew it was the Holy Spirit. I remember a, little, a young Asian girl who was just sitting there. She, Chrissy said she just stayed with me for probably a couple of hours. But I was in this big auditorium. At, I don't know. I was up the front somewhere. But the point I want to make is as I was lying there, I could feel things being put into my hands. I didn't really know what was being put in my hands, but I knew they were they were instruments, they were building things. I knew they were saws and and and, and hammers and nails. I, I knew that, but I didn't know anything more than that. And um, when we left after about four or five days of this event and the same sort of things happening, um, I, I remember the last day Chrisy said, what, what do we do with, with what, you, what we've received here? Something has happened. I remember standing up in, up in the shower, or trying to stand up in the shower. I mean, I, the anointing of the Holy Spirit was just very impacting back, back, back Anyway, what happens? we returned home, and we'd been, up until then, we'd been leading a, a, a young 20, 20s group, and it was a pretty dynamic group of people, very, uh, very creative uh, people. That's another story in itself. Very, yeah, they wouldn't fit in the normal church, apparently, but, but they fit it into our little group. Uh, so in 1995, uh, no, leading leading up to that, there were there were a number of words over us along the lines that we were to go and start a vineyard church here in Wellington. That wasn't our plan because we were very happy in the church that we were going to at the time. It was a big thing, but but people would ring us. We had several phone calls from different people. I mean, things, things just happened. We knew it was the Holy Spirit. We knew that God was actually confirming that we should – we didn't have a language for it. You call it church, plant a church. Well, it, it, it wasn't even a term that we used. But basically what happened is um, we started, we, we, we went to the elders of our church and said, look, we, we feel called to do this. And uh, we, we disbanded our home group because we didn't want to put any pressure on them to come. And uh, Chrissy and I woke up one morning and said, well, we're, we're, we're it. And I don't know where you guys were exactly, but but you're around somewhere watching TV. <laughs> Watch your TV. Yeah. So we start. We started. We gathered a group of people in our home, and that that was in '95. We we had permission. Um, John Mum, Mumford, not Mumford. Uh, yeah, Fulton. John Fulton was over here, and they were just starting uh, giving giving the blessing for the Vineyard International. So. I'd like to think that we are probably the first official vineyard church plant in New Zealand, actually, because what they did is, with, with that movement at that stage, they, they, they basically um, uh, just brought in a group of churches called the Harvest Churches, which, which formed the vineyard movement. And to, got, I'll be real quick. Anyway, actually, what, what, ha- what happened is um, I looked at Lloyd at this, at this meeting. I said, look, what do we do? Um, he said, well, I, I'm, I think we've been called to, to do something. Start, start a group," he said. "Well, I, I, I can't give I can't give you any, any direction because I'm not official director, and he wasn't at that stage. So he looked at at, at Fulton and uh, Bob, and he said, well, "Well, Bob said you can make a decision." He said, well, "Why don't you go back to Wellington, gather a group of people, and we'll see what happens." So that's basically what happened. We came back to Wellington. We ended up with 23 really radical, 20 young in the 20s young people, and or young adults. And out of that, the church was literally literally born. And I think it was in 90, it was February 1996 that that um, the the director came through and they prayed over us and they released us as a as a couple um, to to lead the church. We got some sort of a title or something like that. And we and we officially became the Vineyard Church in 1996. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. February. It would be family. Oh, family. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> You guys were so gracious to come along with us. I mean, we went to the states for three months, three or four months, and uh, and some other places. But you you were you were with us. You 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 were out doing all sorts of crazy things. And I and I, and I remember I remember baptising you actually um, at the ranch. We built this big reservoir, and I remember baptising you. And I remember you saying to me one day, one of my walks, Dad, um, I'd like to be. Uh, I'd like to be baptised. So I said, well, do you know what that means? Well, you gave such a succinct, clear understanding of it. I thought, gosh, all well, she would is like that. So we baptised you. <laughs> that was pretty amazing in and, and the pool. And, and, the, yeah. and anyway, um, so, yeah, we've got we've got th- three kids. And we've got Nicholas. Nicholas, the oldest, born in 75, 75, I shouldn't tell you that. And we and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and James. And we've got, and we've got, Dear Anna, so um, yeah, all of you guys are real treasures, and I'm amazed that you're stuck with us. I know, I know you've lived in other places, in in, in Christchurch and Wanganui, and 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 you've been abroad, but you've always stuck with us, and it's 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 a real such a privilege. to It's more than a privilege, a, but but it's such a, a fantastic thing that you're still with us, and that that you're now leading the church. And I have a lovely wife called Chrissy, who's uh, unfortunately unwell today and uh, here. So she 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 loves this church, and she she just misses the worship so much she wants to be here to worship worship with with, with us as a body so look that's a little bit of a a history, and we're still trying to work things out. Yeah, thanks
0: yeah. so Dad has been our, our longest serving trustee, and is really <laughs> Right from day one, but I really, I really value having Dad on the on the trustee team because he sort of like carries, you know, that um, uh, you know that what God was doing in the in the nineties sort of like carries on, on with that. Uh, the, the um the final trustee I wanted to introduce this morning is Wayne. So do you want to come up, Wayne? Yep. So some people know you, but uh, but some people won't. So do you want to also uh, talk about your connection with with CV
2: and uh, what's going on? here? Yeah, no, sure. So my name's Wayne Graham, and um. I found God in my mid-40s. I was a slow learner. And um, so I was in the corporate world working for Wellington Newspapers and um, I became a Christian and a few years later I got asked to be part of a panel at a new wine conference up near um, Kapiti. And um, I was speaking there and um, Stu and Marty came and talked to me after – I was going to an Anglican church at All Saints, but Stu and Marty came to talk to me and um, invited me to – pray with him, Um, I think it was every Tuesday lunchtime, at Andrew Patel's new business. Andrew had just set up this new business, felt God was calling him, and it was just incredible. So I would turn up, um, I think it was Tuesday, about 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock in the afternoon for an hour, and after about two or three weeks, you know, I remember seeing a picture of a waterfall and this river of financial blessing coming through, and from there... Every week we came along to Andrew's business to be a new staff member, and the business got bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, you know what it is today, but it was just absolutely incredible what those years did. And um, so, I was in a lovely church in a tight eye, All Saints of tight eye, lots of great friends. I was there for 10 years, and I started coming to Vineyard once a month when I wasn't serving at All Saints, and, and I really liked it. And, and Marty became a spiritual mentor as well. And and, and I felt God was calling me here. And Marty said, don't rush. Take your time, you know. And I did. And then one morning here, I was on the floor, and I saw a picture of a, um, a fireplace. And in the fireplace, <laughs> there was these deep coals. And there was two coals sitting outside the fireplace. And um, God, what are you trying to say here? And I didn't hear anything. And then I went home. And, and that lunchtime after I got home, God said, um, there's two two people in this church who um, don't think they belong. Mm. And um, I was one of them, that I do actually belong in vineyard. So that that was enough for me to to know to leave. So I I left my um, church a few weeks later and came to vineyard. So I've been in vineyard probably, I was here for about seven or eight years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then I felt God called me to Christchurch nearly three years ago now. And um, that's been an interesting journey in itself. And so I ended up writing a book about my journey and wonder with God, um, and um, the story continues. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah thanks. So, actually, can you stay here? Uh, so uh, Wayne is a, um, a financial guru. And, and so we one of, the, one of the amazing benefits of having Wayne on our, on our board of trustees is he can bring a, uh, an understanding of finances, which I am useless at. And so you're, you've got a background in accounting. And so this morning I've also invited um, Wayne to talk a little bit about our, our finances, uh, what's, what happened last year, and also looking forward towards the future. So um, Kirsten, can you um, pull up the other PowerPoint for Wayne? Oh, it's all good to go. Awesome. Wayne?
2: Yeah, or you just click through them. Yeah, I'll just give you the word. I know this is pretty boring for some of you, you know, finances. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I have a confession. I used to be an accountant. Um, So what I'm going to do is just paint a picture of our our position for last year, how we went, and um, what we're looking at moving forward. And so, just the first slide, please. And so, this is the financial performance for the year ended March 23. You'll see in the far left column, our actual result was a $5,000 profit, and we'd budgeted for a $3,000 loss, so we've, we'd actually done pretty well, we're $8,000 um, better. I mean, revenue held up um, in that income line of 203000 that includes a thing we call Pacific giving, which is giving we give to missions overseas, to you know, people in Lebanon and Cambodia, but we don't budget for those expenses, so the actual regular giving, which is supported by the budget, was pretty close to our budget. So we had um, (laughs) a pretty good result. That looks great on the surface, but the reality is the reason we made a profit and we didn't make a loss is we'd budgeted for a children's worker. And it's only been through the graciousness of Marie who's carried on the children's that we've actually been able to make a profit. Otherwise, we'd actually budgeted for that cost. So last year was pretty good. We're pretty happy. And... I remember speaking here six or seven years ago and our reserves were down to about thirty dollars or $40,000 and I said we need to build them up to over $100,000 and now we have, you know, one hundred and thirty k in the bank which is like a storehouse to see us through, you know, the Joseph story with the famine stuff and so we, we have a storehouse which is good. So just the next slide please. So just looking at our revenue trend for last year, the, the green line is our budget the red line is actual, and the blue line is last year. Now, the red line, you'll notice, started really strong. The problem is, from November, if you look at the red line from November through to February, we had quite a bit of a drop in giving. Now, there was one person who's gone overseas who was quite a big giver. They've left, you know, this happens, and there's been just, you know, a, a wee drop-off in giving. So that that's a bit of a concern. In March, you tend to get a bit of a peak because people are giving for the end of the year. So... so th- you know, as trustees, when we're doing the budget for next year, we, we can't base it on the total for last year. We have to base it on the trend. And when the trend's going down, that has quite a significant effect on how much we've got for the following year. So just the next slide, please. So in this year, this is how we're starting off. Now, the green line is the new budget. Now, that green line is $2,000 a month less than the budget for last year. So that's over twenty grand in revenue less we have. And unfortunately April started off a little bit slack. <laughs> and, and so like we need to at least be achieving a budget line. And so the implication of this of budgeting for less revenue is the next slide, please, is we're budgeting for a thirty-five thousand dollar loss. Now now we're we're comfortable given we've got reserves, but we obviously couldn't do worse than that. And ideally, you know, we're just putting our trust in God. Now Part of that 35000 loss includes provision for a children's worker because we do need to get a, a, you know, a children's worker, and so in faith we're budgeted for that. E- essentially, what would be really cool if, if, say, another 20 people could give, say, $50 a month or 50 people could give $20 a month, that would just help us fund the children's worker. And uh, just the last slide is just showing... The, the the variance you know so so that, that's where we're sitting at the moment anyway and so you know we decided that the children's work is very important so we've kept that in the budget any questions Good.
0: if if, does, if something does come to mind then uh, Wayne will be here after the service and you can always um, have have a yarn with him um, so this is this is why I sort of introduced. You're know, talking about the clay, the clay jars, and and the treasures, eh? Like we need the clay jars, uh, and some people get excited about it, and um, and and it's so it's so important, and uh, and also just thank you to everybody um, who you know if, for your for your giving, and we just so uh, we so appreciate it. Um, so we're back to our clay jar. Thanks, Kirsten. You're doing such an awesome job. Um, it's really tricky when you got to flip between PowerPoints, eh? <laughs> Easy. Oh, easy for you. Yay, it was I do have a fair bit more I want, I want to share, but I know I'm getting a bit tight on time, but are you okay if I keep, um, keep, going. keep, keep, keep going on? If you do need a door runner um, or you're just bored, then um, that's, all, that's all good. We're all right with that, eh? So I, I feel like the last few years have, have, been, have been disruptive. But you know, in, in Wellington, we have, a, we have a southerly storm that comes through, and it might last a day or it might last a few days. But always, when the southerly storm finishes, you have these crystal clear days where you get to go, oh my goodness, Wellington really is the best city in the world, eh? We love, we love this city. And there's like those moments of clarity. In the middle of a southerly, you're like, oh, get me out of this place. But on those days afterwards, you're like, oh, I don't want to be anywhere else in the world. But I almost so feel like we're, we're in this period where uh, we've had a lot of disruption. We're, and actually, some of it's ongoing, but there's almost like this, this period of clarity and a chance to uh, regain perspective. One of, the, one of the blessings of the last few years, uh, one of the almost like the gifts of God, is it's, is it's helped us to see what's, what's most important uh, in terms of you know, church and our lives following Jesus. What's the most important thing? And, and this is why I think that the image of the clay jar is so useful because it's, the, it's what's in the clay jar which is of mo- of the most important thing, the treasure, the treasure of Jesus and, and his word. You know, the, the, and the importance of drawing closer to him, of drawing continually drawing closer to him and shining his light for, for others to see. And so that, you know, even thinking about the, the clay jars a little bit more, like it's his, it's his light that is shining within us. So, again, as individuals, but also as a church, his light shining within us and his spirit transforming us. It says in 2 Corinthians 3.18, his spirit transforms us towards the image, his glorious image, which is just, just like absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. A bit, a bit. Of. <laughs> There we go. So I'm just going to paint a few um, big sort of broad brushstrokes. Uh, strokes, man. My, um, I'm all over the show, Hey, eh? This is uh, glossolia, isn't it? Speaking in tongues today. So broad brushstrokes that I think that the Lord has really been highlighting to us over the last year. And I'm, my prayer is that these, these things are actually going to resonate in, in your hearts uh, as they resonate in my heart. To be, to be a church of people, to be a church or a people of God who abide and a learning to abide in Jesus. You, you know, we 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 read about this in, in John chapter fifteen. When you read John chapter fifteen, Jesus says, If you abide in me, I and I abide in you, um, you can do you know, can do all these amazing things. In fact, he says, if you don't abide in me, then you can do nothing. And and also in this place of, of abiding in him, he he he's like a, he's our security, he's our, he's our sanctuary, he's our um, he's our healer. And it's out of that place of, of intimacy. This word abide, it kind of speaks of intimacy as well. Intimacy, security, nearness, and my favourite, rest. Like being able to rest in God and, and to quote Dad, to function out of, that, out of that place of rest. It's also in that place of abiding and in our intimacy with God that actually we have, we have authority. Um. It brings to mind that, that uh, you know, like seeing uh, King Charles III going behind that screen and being anointed with that holy oil. Like that's a place of abiding, isn't it? So in that place of abiding, we can actually do the things of God. And so for us, like we, we constantly trying, oh, Lord, lead us closer to you. Like the songs that you chose this morning, you were just unbelievably like, perfect, I think, with, um, with these three kind of brushstrokes that I'm um, kind of talking about this morning. The song you finish with, uh, almost finished with, with dwelling place. Like that's that sense of like abiding in God's dwelling place. I'm doing these very quickly. The second brushstroke is this word uh, kuaha, kuaha, um, which is uh for a gateway. And uh, like to be, a, to be a church that, you know, with gates, gates are sometimes there to keep, to keep things out. Uh, or, or, to, or to keep things in, but this, the gateway that I'm talking about, the kūha that I'm uh, talking about, is, is a gateway that invites mm-hmm. the king and his kingdom in, into our into our city, into our into our lives, into our church, into our community, and into our, into our city. And so you begin your set singing that song, "Ancient Gates," oh, okay. and, and I think the Lord has, has us here in the city to be to be to welcome Him and to invite Him into, into every sphere of, of our lives. And so we do this in all kinds of ways. Like, we, like we, wor- we worship the King. Like, oh God, you're so good. And you know, He loves that. And He, and he kind of draws towards us. So we welcome Him. Um, and another aspect of, of, being, of being a kūaha, or being a gateway, is, um, is listening to Him and, and obeying Him. Like the King I think he's drawn, you know, to, to uh, where we kind of go. Yes, Lord, your words are truth, and we long to see you move in our in our city. So the first word was was abide, and the and the second one is this beautiful word uh, to be to be a church that is a a, a kua for for the King, for the King in our city, and the and the third word is this is light. Or the expanded list is, is words like salt and light and yeast and uh, you know there's that song that goes this little light of mine I'm I'm gonna let it shine and and I think in some ways we've become a very good uh, we've become a very good clay uh, clay a clay jar. And we're a little bit too good at actually protecting the treasure that, that's within us. And I think like the Lord's kind of going, okay, guys, we need to open up. We need some cracks in that jar to let that light like shine out. Like this, is to, this is like the, 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 word of, the Word of God, the Gospel of Jesus. He is the King of the throne. He is our hope. And our, and our, he's changed our lives, and he, and, he's, and he longs to change the lives of people in our city. So to be, to be a light in the city or to be you know, salt... Uh, to bring flavour to the city, or one I've been thinking about quite a lot lately is is that parable of the yeast. And there's the story in, in Matthew of a, of a woman who, who takes a uh, like a bit of yeast and she makes and she makes bread with it. And it's amazing actually when you when you look at it, she's making enough bread for 150 people. But there's this picture of, of the yeast, which kind of like the leaven, which spreads around the whole loaf. And I think that the Lord um, is inviting us to be like that yeast, like to to go out into all those parts because we're all in different parts. Of the city, you know, uh, we are working in like different in different parts of the city, uh, or at school in different parts of the city. And there's this invitation: like, no matter where we are, we can actually bring that bring that flavour of God, uh, the yeastiness of the kingdom of God, or the light of the kingdom of God into those places. You might be like waiting in line at a pack and save, and you can actually like, uh, you know, it might be through what you say. Uh, you know, if you're Ben McGregor from Christchurch, he, he seems to lead people to Jesus all, all the time. But it, maybe it's like through, through what you do, like your kindness and your, and your patience with others around us. Mm-hmm. Blessing the city. So we want to be a church that blesses the city and communities we're connected with. We, you know, we shine the light of Jesus when we gather, when we gather together. We also shine the light of Jesus when we scatter <laughs> That sounds like something you could tweet. Hey, you know, we shine the light of Jesus when we gather, we shine the light of Jesus when we scatter. We want to be a people that shine the light of Jesus, shine for Jesus in all that we do. And we want to celebrate also the stories of God with us. Yeah, you know, Peter, first Peter, first Peter 2, 9 talks about us being, being a chosen a chosen people. And, and, it, and it has this line: showing the goodness of God. So those are those are three three words. Abide. Uh, kua and and light, and I think these like really capture I think what God is uh, you know, almost like god 's purposes for us, and so re- like really, really quickly, I want to kind of um, just just uh, describe a few things that we want to see over the next twelve months. We want to uh, be able to extend and expand our youth ministry capacity, like if you talk to Zoe and hear some of the stories about what 's happening with with the youth, um, but we want to expand that capacity, so being able to um, um, you know, give Zoe more more capacity. You know, a few more hours a week, or whatever it looks like. You know, uh, there's there's youth that want to be baptized. Like, there's cool stuff happening in the spaces, and like, going, okay, God, you seem to be breathing on this. Let's partner with that. Wayne Wayne mentioned before about our our kids ministry. Um, and we want to we want to be able to employ a key leader in that role. Like, so thankful for, for Marie and her just so generous generous heart. She's incredible. Uh, thank her. You know, when you when you talk to her. But again, we don't want to take advantage of Marie's generosity. And also, we kind of see this. This is like a, um, a you know, like an area where man, like God often seems to like blow on 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 children. And like, um, so we want to expand that. And that's that's part part of the reason why our budget for you know this current year is. Um, is pretty tight. Uh, we want to be able to build. Last year we had an away day towards the end of the year where we talked about what God, God, how do you want how do you want us to like serve in the city? Or what kind of things can we do? Because we can't do everything. Uh, sometimes we want to do everything, but we can't do everything. So what are the things that you want us to do? And we had great discussion. We want to build on that, build on that away day, and like kind of um, let the momentum of of those passions in our heart actually come together. And, uh, and find ways of actually serving. You're feeding the hungry or caring for the poor or whatever it looks like, providing, um, providing in, our, in our city. Uh, we want to make room. So the chairs, okay. Yeah, we've got more chairs. And the reason is, like over the last few months, we've had more, we've more people coming along each week. And it's has been getting a bit, bit crammed. Have you noticed that nobody likes to sit in the front rows? Thanks, oh Thanks, Anna. Most people don't want to sit in the front rows. And so at the back, it becomes kind of crowded. I was like thinking, oh, God, we need more chairs. I thought, we need like 10, 10 more chairs or 20 more chairs. So I started you know, going on Trade Me. I mean, we've never had to buy chairs before. Hey, Dad, they were always given to us. And I don't even know how to look for a chair. I know how to get rid of chairs. I don't know how to get more chairs. So I'm like, oh, what do you do? So you know, I started you know, searching on Trade Me, uh, the cafe chairs. Cafe chairs, and I found this place that was actually turned out to be the uh, Croatian Cultural Society. They were selling eighty. They were selling eighty chairs. I thought, well, I only need ten, and but but it was you know twenty dollars a chair. And they said in the thing, oh, if you buy all of them, you might get you know you might be able to do your deal. So I thought, sweet, maybe I'll get 80, 80 chairs, and I managed to get them down to about sixteen dollars a chair each of those chairs, sixteen dollars. This is like the clay jar stuff I was talking about before. So if you give sixteen dollars, it's like you paid for a chair. You know, it's but this is this is like creating this is creating room. <laughs> I, I missed what you're saying. I'm sure it's funny, but you know this is what this is what God is doing, and I think He's like saying, you know, we want to make we want to make room for others in this place. You know, Robin, you shared about this, you know, being something precious. This is a word that we've heard quite a lot recently. And and it's like, we we want to have room, physical room, so we have more chairs. Uh, I think we will look to have uh, more more space as well, like look for another venue and all of that kind of stuff as it happens. But also, we need to have, all of us need to have emotional room for other people. It's not enough to have another seat for someone to come along and sit in. We need to welcome people into our hearts and into our lives, like finding ways of connecting. So, like... Like, there's quite a few uh, folks here who've only started coming maybe in the last few months or the last year. And I just want to say, like, you're so welcome here with us. We're so grateful that you joined us. We're so excited. You know, it's so good. Thank you. I know we're a bit messy. I know our carpet is, like, scruffy as and everything like that. But thank you for coming. Don't worry about the carpet. Lift your eyes up to heaven. No, don't. The the roof's scruffy too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> look at the cross. Ah, oh, that's a bit wonky. Don't look at it. <laughs> I mean, we like we want to be a church that is also have people coming to know Christ. Amen, yeah. amen. Like stories of people coming to know Jesus and lives being transformed by Jesus. Uh, you know, who's seen the Jesus Revolution movie? Who cried while you're watching that movie? Going, well, I want to see that. In our day, seeing lives transformed. And this kind of leads on to the next part. People's lives are being, you know, people coming to know Jesus, then discipleship, eh? Like learning how to follow Jesus. This is for all of us. How can we grow up in Christ together? What was it John Wimby used to say? I want to grow up before I grow old. It's too late for you, Nicholas. But uh, for the rest of us. (laughs) It's never too late. No, it's not. Growing up, right, learning how to, I mean, this is something else that the last few years has shown up, eh? How deep are our foundations actually into Jesus and His words? Oh my goodness, like growing up together. I don't know how we're going to do this all in the next 12 months, but I'm <laughs> dreaming big, eh? And also connection. And this feels, this fits into what we're saying about welcoming people, eh? There's this word that we were um, been talking about, we had a Vineyard Leaders gathering during the week, and um and our uh, our friends Nick and Amy take from Korimako, they're talking about this word which is um, uh, whanangatanga. whanangatanga. Uh, so it's a, a a Maori word that means it talks about like a close connection or, or a kinship. We talk often about Fano, but this is like the, the you know that building those like those close those close connections like getting to know each other and going deep with each other because it 's together that we're the body of christ and man... We don't know how we're going to do all this, eh? But together, I think we can we can figure we can figure it out, like step by step, in and be encouraging each other on these journeys. So this is like twelve months' time. I'm pretty pretty pumped, day for what what's going to happen. And, and I, hope, I hope my hope is that together, like we can journey into into God's invitation. My prayer for this morning was like that. I'm not just speaking words from the front, but it's actually like it's actually resonating with something that God's already got in, in your heart, or um, almost like speaking to the vision that God's. Already got in your heart. Thank you, Lord, to abide in Him. He just longs for us to be close, guys. To be a church that is abiding in Him. To be a church that is a is a, is a kua ha for Him, welcoming Him, constantly inviting Him, and to be a church that shines for Him. So, yeah, our budget's a bit tight. Our budget's a bit tight. But if God is for us, yes. then who can stand against us? A couple of weeks ago, this preacher, he was all right, and he was talking about how God provides. <laughs> and, he, and he often provides through all of us. And so I do have a slide about giving. But this is not, this is not meant to be a big talk about, you, you know, you must give, okay? Because uh, in, in 2 Corinthians uh, 9, 6, this beautiful passage, okay? And it says this, I do have a bookmark in my Bible, 9, 6, you might have heard it. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must decide in your heart how much to give, right? So if this is, you know, if there's something I've talked about today and it's actually exciting you and it's kind of like going, yeah, I want to I like participate in this. I want to uh, like, like give out of my pocket towards this. You must decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Don't do that, hey. Like if you're feeling today oh, like a whole, lot, a whole lot of pressure from me, then, then, then you don't need to. Just uh, don't, don't do that, okay? For God, loves, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And that, and that kind of like the joy comes from within. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty to left over to share with others. Again, we want to be a church that is generous towards others, eh? As the Scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. So if, this, like if something I've said, if we talked about today, and, and something in you is, is like being stirred in this direction and you do want, to, do want to give, I've actually made a slide. I think it's probably the first time we've had a slide. But look at this, giving to CV. The, the best, the way, the way that's kind of easiest for us in terms of our, our finances is if, if you set up an AP uh, and then we can kind of like um, think about what's, you know, um, we can project, you know, what, what's going to be coming in. So you can set up an AP. Um, yeah, I've got our bank, bank number up, up on the wall, up on the wall, you know, up on that wall behind me uh, with, with a with our bank account number. And if you do set up an AP or you do give by bank transfer, then include your name. If, man, this is, like, this is, like, this is just for, for yourself because it means that in, uh, next year, April, no, end of March, you can submit your, um, your donation receipts to the government. Guess what? Man, they give you 33% back. Yes! It's awesome. Also, you can also give by, by FPOS. So down by the coffee machine, uh, there's an FPOS machine there, and you can just follow the instructions and, and give in, in that way if you, if you feel um, not, com- not compelled, but, but you feel excited and want to uh, sort of embark on this journey together, eh? So thank you all for, for listening. I know it was a lot longer this morning, um, but we're done. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> yes. We're done. Clay jazz, treasure. this stand, eh? And, uh, and if, if you think your kids are getting itchy and scratchy, you can get them in here, because they're all part of our family, eh? But I want to just finish with sort of inviting the Spirit of God, the Come Holy Spirit prayer, and I don't know like like we at tonight if you visit you know if you're visiting here today and uh, and it's always kind of a bit to, I don't know I always used to find it kind of funny when I was going on to church and they were talking about their um, finances and stuff but um, my prayer is like all of us can actually discover more of God eh so that's um <laughs> what do we do Jesus <laughs> Thank you, God. Look, Lord, you're you you are just so, so good to us. Lord, help us always to, to fix our eyes on, on the treasure, to to, to see uh, to look for you, for your goodness, and, and what you're doing, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you, you have built this church up a um, long, long time ago, uh, and you've provided for us over the years, and you'll continue to do that, Lord. You provide for us also as individuals, and we thank you for that, Jesus. In all kinds of ways, Lord, and uh, we've been talking about finances, but God, you you provide healing, you provide uh, you know, restoration, you provide rest and peace. So e- even now, Lord, you know the needs of our hearts. You know you know our needs and our desires. Even now, Lord, would you come? Would you come, Holy Spirit? We just we just look to you today. Come, Holy Spirit. And move in this place, Jesus.